You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. And turn to three people and say, it's good to see you today. Good to see you, good to see you, good to see you. Tell somebody else you're looking good. Praise the Lord. Tell your other neighbor, I feel good. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to wrap up our series that I've been on. Amen. I've been... In and out, we had guest speakers. I've been gone, amen. But I want to wrap up this mini-series on who's your Judas. Who's your Judas, amen. We come to understand that in making disciples, amen, we will face our Judas, just like Jesus did. But we got to follow the example that Jesus gave us by showing love. Somebody say love. We have to show love to one another, and that includes our Judas. Come on, somebody say amen. Don't look at them right now, but say amen. Hallelujah. But that includes our Judas. And so in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35 of the NIV, it says this, I, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. And by this, say by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you, what? If you want. Now, in this passage of scriptures, I mean, love is mentioned four times. Come on, it says to love one another. It's a command that God gives us, amen. And it says, as I have loved you, love each other. By this, they'll know that you're disciples. By this, the love alone will show. You don't need to say, I'm a Christian. You don't need to say, I'm a disciple. But if you love, they'll already know. Are you listening? is by the way we love one another. And by that love, they'll say, you know what? That person there is a follower. That person there is a disciple of Jesus Christ. By the way, we love each other. Love is a key, church. Come on, it started with love, right? For God so what? Love the world that He sent who? His beloved Son, amen. Jesus Christ to die for us. Amen. So it starts with love. It continues in love. And it ends in love. Amen. Love is a key. Listen, that will help us to be still. If you know how to love, and you know the love of God, the love of God will help you to be still in your situations. Amen. We've learned that you really don't know who you are until your Judas shows up. Come on. Everyone needs a Judas. If you haven't had a Judas, we have extra ones for you. They're in this church, amen, hallelujah. I'm just playing. <laughs> They're in my office right now, amen. If you need a Judas, just give me your address. I'll send them your way. 
Everyone needs a Judas. Judases build us. Judases help us. If you learn, uh, if you miss the last, uh, the first two messages, go to SoundCloud, check it out, and you'll understand what I'm talking about today. But because how we respond to Judas will play a part of the outcome of our lives and our ministry. Come on, how we respond to Judas plays a part of the outcome of our life and our ministry. And today I want to wrap it up by ministering a subtitle of Who's Your Judas on Life's Not Fair. How many know that life's not fair? How many believe that statement? Come on. Life's not fair. Come on. Sometimes life just simply sucks at times. Come on. Can you agree with me? Come on. Sometimes life is just not fair. Amen. You know what? I wish I could say give your life to Jesus and life becomes fair. Come on, I, I wish I can say, give your life to Jesus and you will live perfectly. But I can't because I'd be lying. And I'm here to preach the truth because it's the truth that sets us free. Come on, our motto is real faith for what? Real change. We, we got to offer the real thing, real faith for real change. And, but we got to come to understand that just because you give your life to Jesus, that you're gonna, everything's going to just line up, everything's going to be perfect in our life. I can't say that, amen. Life sometimes is not fair. Right? You can agree with that statement right there, right? Life is not fair. Life's not fair out there, meaning the world, your workplaces. Come on. Come on, it's not fair out there. And it's not fair inside here, the church. Come on, somebody. I mean, I don't know if you know the parable of the, of the 11th hour worker in Matthew chapter 20. Now, I don't have time to go and read that, but you go home and read that in Matthew chapter 20. It talks about an owner who hires workers. And so he's hiring workers, and so they come and they hire and say, okay, you want to work? And they say, yes. And say, do you agree on this amount? And you say, yes, and I work. But throughout the day, the work was not needed to get done. It's not going to get done by the, by the time the day ends. So he hires more workers throughout the day, and they all agree to the, to the amount that was agreed to them. And then even in the last hour, said, man, I need one more person just to work. And they hire this one person. He only works one hour. They agree on a payment, and everything's done. And now the end of the day comes, and what they're looking for? Payday. Hallelujah. Payday. And they're lining up. And so the guy who got hired in the last hour got the same amount of the guy that worked already 10 hours. And the guy says, hey! That's not right. It's not fair. Hey Amen. Well, well, why is he getting the same amount? He only worked one hour. I mean, come on. All of us will probably say something. But he says, didn't you agree to what I said I was going to give you? What is it to you if I'm a generous man and give him the same amount if you already agree for the amount? Come on, somebody. Life sometimes is not fair. See, there's a place in God that you and I will never reach until we receive our enemy. If you want to go higher with God, amen, you'll never attain a higher place until you accept your Judas. Jesus tells us, love your enemy. Love your enemy. You got some people popping in your mind right now? 
You got to love your enemy. Matthew chapter 5, 44, and they don't have this, this scripture here, but it says, but I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Persecute you. I need more water, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's, this always happens when I go to L.A. <laughs> the Latino just comes out, amen. I'm hanging around with my mom, and they, they start talking like her, amen. <laughs> Don't tell her that, amen. Oh, she's going to already hear it on Facebook, amen. <laughs> Man, my mother stalks me, amen. She's, just, she's one of my biggest fans. Man, she hears me. She's like, and I, you got to love your mom, amen, especially if you have an older Mexican mom. She's always, she's always texting a comment on, on, on one of my things, on, uh, posts on Facebook. He goes, hi, mijo, this is your mom. Mom, I know. <laughs> it says Carmen Carell on it too. You know, I know. <laughs> Got to love mom, amen. But I say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. First Peter 3.9, this is God's words translation. It says this, don't pay people back with evil for the evil they have done to you. Or those who ridicule you or ridicule those who ridicule you. Instead, it says to what? Bless them because you were called to an inherited, to inherit a blessing. So right here it's saying that by giving a blessing, listen, you inherit a blessing. By giving a blessing, you inherit a blessing. Now I know that most of us would like to bless our enemy with a slap in the face. Come on, let's be real. Come on, you, you don't want to bless them, man. You, I'll bless you. Amen. But, but Jesus here is saying, no, don't do that. Listen, there is a reward for giving grace to your Judas. Because what reward, listen, what reward do you get from doing good to those who do good to you? There is no reward in that. In, in Luke chapter 6, 32, it says this, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. Right? Come on, there is no credit for those, you know, you, know you, you, you have no problem doing good to those that do good to you or those that you like. But when you love your enemy, Brother Dare, where's Brother I need a well right there. Hold on, you're late on that. When you love your enemy... <laughs> When you love your enemy, I say when you love your enemy, amen, now, Jesus goes on to say that your reward is great, and you'll be sons of the Most High God. But life at times is not fair. When something is done to us, and the other person does not get what they deserve, our nature cries out, it's not It's not fair. Man, someone has done something to you, and then they get, you seem like they're getting away with it, and all of a sudden they're doing things, uh, and they're getting blessed, and all of a sudden you go, what's going on? Life's not fair. I've been faithful, and, and, and they've been messing up. Why, does this, why do they get a raise? Life sometimes is not fair. Pastor, why are they up there on talent night? Did you hear what they did to me? But, bro, that was two years ago. 
let it go, let it go. Some of you guys got to let go of some things, amen. Some of you guys are holding on to things from 1998. Come on, son. Come on, that's a long time. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Man, the brother down the street goes, Jesus. What's wrong with you? 1998. Some of you guys are holding things from five years back, ten years back, amen. And you're going forward and you're still complaining. It's not fair. You got to let it go. How are you going to go into the blessings of God when you're holding on to junk? When you're holding on to dirt? When you're holding on to this revenge and payback and all this stuff? See, we are people that want blood. Come on, somebody. We want people to pay for what they've done to us forever. <laughs> I'm serious. We're mean sometimes. In the church, we want to hold on, man. We, you know, we want to hold on to what they do. And if they're not here and we hear something bad happening, we get a little happy inside like, yeah. You guys are wrong, amen. It's messed up, amen. Did you hear about Russell? Oh, yeah. You know, there's a little smile, a little smirk. Yeah, they finally got what they deserved. You see, life is not fair. I mean, was it fair for the Son of God to die on the cross? Come on. Did God promise that life would be fair when you got saved? See, how we respond to the lack of fairness in life will determine who you become in Christ. 1 John 1.17 says this, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In 1 John 1.17, they don't have this one here, but it says this, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love, this is the New Living Translation, but God's unfailing love and fairness came through Jesus Christ. Church, I don't want to come under the law. I don't want to be judged by the law. Because let me tell you, there is no love in the law. You do wrong, you pay. That's the law. Come on. Under the law, you do wrong, you pay the price. I don't know about you, but I want to come under grace, truth, and love that Jesus brought. Come on, somebody. Because the law, listen, the law demands what is right. The law demands what is fair. The law demands that the woman caught in adultery should be what? Stone. But Jesus responded with grace, truth, and love. You see, all of us, all of us, you and I, me included, under the law deserve hell. We do. If Jesus didn't come, that's our destination, is hell. But Jesus came with what? Grace, truth, and love to set us free. Come on. But it's not grace, truth, and love to do what you want to do any, either. Come on. You, you can't just, well, I got grace. I got truth. Amen. God's grace upon me. It gives you a license to sin. Come on. That, that, that's not what that means there, church. You cannot just go do whatever you want. I'm, I'm not covered under the law. I'm covered under grace. So you know what? I, I, I can do what I want. No, 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 no. See, demanding what is right and fair, demanding what is right and fair, when we demand what is right and fair, 
we too will receive that. James chapter 2, 13, it says this, There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when He judges you. Church, if you want justice for the betrayal or the wrongs that are done to you, the same law applies to you. Did you get that? If you want justice for the betrayals and the wrongs that are done to you, the same law applies to you. You cannot ask for mercy for yourself while asking the Father to give them what they deserve. There are many in the Bible that have said, life's not fair. One that really stands out of the story of the prodigal son. Come on, we all know this story, right? The prodigal son, the one that, that, that gets his inheritance, takes off him and spends all his money on prostitutes, uh, wild living and all this stuff, and finally comes back, comes to his senses, the Bible says, comes back home, amen, and, and, and the father forgives him. The story of us, right? The story of the loving father of, of the lost prodigal that comes home. But do you remember the older brother? See, nobody really ministers a lot about the older brother. Because the older brother thought, hey, that's not fair. That's not fair. If you turn to the book of Luke, chapter 15, 28 to 30, let's read that story of the older brother. Same story. Son comes home. Now this is the other brother. The other brother stood home. The other brother never left. The other brother... Brother stood there serving his father, serving, serving there, and never took off. And this guy is mad now. Guy comes home, and he's mad. He says, this is not fair. This is not fair at all. And it says there, the older brother was, uh, other, uh, the, uh, 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 let me slow down here, amen. The older brother was angry and would not go in. They're throwing a party for him. Let me, let me tell you, there's a party going on, but he won't go to the party. He's angry. He's standing outside. He's pounding. He's saying, this is not fair. He's out, he's out in the tent. They're all celebration. Music's going on. Everybody's having a great time, but the older brother's out here saying, I'm not going in there. He's all mad. He, he's walking around mad. And his father came out and begs him, Miho, come on in. And then he tells him this, he replies, all these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing that you told me to do. And in all this time, you never gave me or given me a, a young coat or a feast for, with my friends. Yet this son of yours, notice that he don't call him brother. He says, this son of yours, he's bringing a disconnection. That's how angry he is. It's not, he, he, he says, this guy's not even my brother. This son of yours comes back after squandering all your money on prostitutes. So right now, now he's throwing all the stuff that he's did. He's, he's putting him on blast. He calls him this son of yours. He, he starts, he's doing all this stuff. He's pointing all the wrongs that he did in his life. You celebrated by killing a fattened calf. In other words, he was saying, Dad, this is not fair. This is not fair at all. Your love, he tells him, your love's not fair. The older brother's right, right? Does it sound fair? 
In reality, it doesn't sound fair, right? Come on, it's like, you know what? You've been in this church. You've been serving, serving. You were there Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. You give. You do everything. Everything I say to do, you do. Amen. All of a sudden, this guy comes back who's been missing for years, and pastor takes him out to lunch for a steak dinner and shrimp. And you hear about it. And you start saying, that's not fair. I've been serving here and I've been doing, look at my knees. I'm scrubbing floors. He never takes me out of even buy a hot dog. It's not fair. Come on, amen. It's not fair, amen, because the Father's love, listen, the Father's love is based on grace. Which goes beyond our comprehension, amen. It goes beyond our understanding. Many of us can't grab a hold of what grace really is. Look what he tells the son in Luke 15, 31 to 32, the NIV. And they don't have this one, but I threw it in here. But it says, my son, this is a response back. He's telling his complaint. He's saying, you know what, it's not fair. You know what? I've been faithful. I've been serving you. You never threw me a party. You never killed a calf for me. You never let me have a party with my friends. So he's pointing out this this son of yours, you know, he did this, 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 this. He's pointing all the wrongs. He says, my son, the father said, you've always been with me. But everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because your brother, see, he turns it around and says, don't call him my son. Your brother, your brother was dead, and now is he alive. He was lost, but now he is found. Come on. Now, you have salvation, but this guy was lost. It's time to celebrate. He's come back home. See, grace is so extreme. And Jesus had to go to the cross for it because of grace. Was it fair? No. Jesus knew it was not fair. He said, man, I got to die for all mankind. I got to die for a sin that I didn't commit. I got to die for their wrong actions. This was, this was Jesus in the flesh. What do you think he, he detoured to the Garden of Gethsemane? He was struggling over this. That's why he asked God, is there another way we can do this? If there's another way that that we can win the world, amen, except for me from dying, if there's another way for me going through that pain, tell me right now. Because this is not fair. Jesus even went through that. This is not fair, Father. But then he says, not my will, but thy will be done. He submitted to the Father even when it seems unfair. See, the older son, if you go back to the older son, in the story, he lived by the law. Everything he did was based on what was fair and what was right. He followed the rules on working, listen, to please the Father. He followed the rules on working to please the Father. Listen, church, if we don't watch out, 
We will operate in the law as Christians towards one another, following rules to please God or pastor. And we forget, listen, it was grace that saved us. And we start failing, failing to show that to others. Did you get that? You forgot about the same grace that you were when you were messed up. We start complaining of all the things that we're doing. And God starts moving on somebody's life. And they come back home. And all of a sudden, what about me? I've been faithful here all this time. What about me? This guy just gets saved. Man, he did this and did that. And you start pointing all the wrongs that you know because you investigated on Facebook. And you bring it to me. Pastor, do you know the guy that got saved? That's him. I, I found him. Look, look what he's doing right here. And we start pointing out the wrongs, amen, in the person. And then he gets a job that pays more money than you. And now you're saying, life's not fair. What is this? Hey Amen. This guy's been blowing it. He was doing this just this very last week. And he gets saved. He gets a job. He makes more money. Life's, life's not fair. And so now you're trying to disqualify him by pointing out. If pastors don't listen to you, guess what? You go to the brothers. You're trying to build a committee around because you're, it's not fair to you no more. Are you following me? You see, the younger brother, he blew it. He sinned. And he came to understand that. That it was in the midst of his sin. It was in the midst of when he fell to his face. In the midst where he finally came to his senses and said, what the heck am I doing out here? Man, didn't I have this at my father, with my father? Didn't I have my own room with my father? Didn't I? Man, I had servants. I, I had food. I, 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 and I'm here eating pig food. He says, you know what? I'm going home. And he prays to the father and goes, I'm going to repent. He repents right there. And he starts to rehearse what he's going to tell daddy. In his mind. Father, I have sinned against you and God Almighty. Can you just take me home? Can I just live in the shack in the back? I don't want to go in the house. I, just give me the shack. It's better to live in the shack than live out there in the world. He blew it. He knew he sinned. He repented and came back on the basis of grace. And he fell into the arms of a loving father. While the older son was pointing the finger saying, it's not fair. The younger brother was receiving hugs, kisses, a robe, a ring, shoes, and God never saw the party. They weren't serving hot dogs here, amen. I mean, God never saw the beans and rice in Jesus Christ, amen. I mean, they're, they're having a party here. I mean, they're chopping it up. Boom, man, it's all great. It's a festival. Did he deserve this? No. Was it fair? 
No. Listen, he was Judas. I want you to understand. He was Judas. His betrayal, he, he betrayed everything the Father believed in. He embarrassed the Father in the community. The Father was talked about at church. There's the Son. There's the Father of the Son that took off. The wild little one. The wild little one. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why they got to be wild and little. Why can't he be big and wild? But The wild little one. Maybe you are that wild little one. Maybe you are the black sheep. Maybe you are the talk about you in the church. When your mom or dad came to church. Oh, that's the one that's backslidden. That's the that's 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 mom of the backslidden one. I was a talk about. My wife would go to church 10 years without me. Oh, there, there she is. Now her husband, I never see her. I don't know if she's even married. There's a name up there. I don't know. Maybe she's praying for a man. I don't know. <laughs> then all of a sudden the talk comes when she comes in pregnant. Well, what's, ha- what's happening here? And finally I show up and goes, oh, okay, there it is. Married, married, we're married. He's just lost. Just lost. See, I relate so much to this, this, this story of the prodigal son. My wife is the older brother. Sounds funny, but it's just the truth. I get saved. And there's a party for me. I mean, God throws a celebration. I'm like a new baby. Maybe it's back there, amen. Woo, new baby in the crowd. Hallelujah. That's how I was. Everybody's like, can they see the baby? Everybody's carrying me. Here, your turn. Oh, they're carrying me. Oh, Look, it's Maria's husband. The church was showing me off. I mean, God was celebrating me. I was dead. I was lost. But I came alive and I was found. There was a great celebration. This is 10 years of an answered prayer. I mean, the church is celebrating. Duty day. Praise chapel. That's what they call me, a duty. Arturo, duty, duty. I mean, it's just, it goes on for a while, and she seems like she's just pushed back. Everything's about me. Celebrating. She's like, I'm the one. I'm not saying that's what she did. Amen. Don't picture your pastor doing that, amen. But inside, I think that she felt like, I'm the one that was persevering. I was the one that praying. Why is he getting all the pats on the back and all the, yeah. And everyone's carrying me, not her. I mean, I'd be sitting with brother and sister, and they're carrying me in service like this. <laughs> you guys are picturing that. I mean, but God had to do that for me. 
God was just showing me, I, mean, I love you. I, I've never left you. And because of that, I fell in love with God. He did it. Was it fair? No. But God was so, so, so just, I, I don't, my son's home. Prayer has been answered. So sometimes we can feel, man, why are they getting all the attention and I've been faithful? This is all the son's feeling. He's like, man, what's going on? This, this son, I mean, they're, they're talking about the father. They're talking, here, there's the father right there. There he is. But the father's response was in pure love and grace. Just like Jesus responded to Judas, God responds to you and I. And when we come seeking for grace and forgiveness, listen, church, He offers it with no questions. There was no questions. You read the story, the son is prepared to give his speech. Father, he says, forget all that. Bring up, bring up the robe. Bring the ring. Bring up the shoes. Come on, cut up the cow. Let's have goodness out. Let's have a party. Call cool in the gang. Celebration time. I mean, they're excited. He didn't, even, he didn't even finish his speech. Did you notice that? He says, I don't care. You're home. I don't care. You were lost. Now you're found. I don't care. I thought you were dead. You're alive. I don't care. Just come home. That's what he does to us. He has no questions. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry. I don't care. It's forgiven already. As far as the east is from the west, I remember your sin no more. I know you repented. We got our list of all I'm sorry. We got our list of you know what I'm sorry to this, 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 all these things. I don't care. You're home. Let's throw a party. You see, you can live in grace or you can live in the law. But let me tell you something, church. God lives and moves in grace. Satan lives in the area of the law. So you can be a Christian and still walk in the law. Some of us can go back and forth in between grace and law, whatever makes it convenient for you. But if you live by the law, listen, you will reap the fruit of the law. And you will be judged by the law. I say let's live under grace. Come on, not that we abuse it. Like I said, don't abuse it. But grace is there for us when we fall. Come on, somebody. When we slip, come on, somebody. When we mess up, amen, because we all fall short of God's glory, amen. Grace is there to pick us up in our shortcomings. We're going to blow it sometimes. Come on, amen. We're going to fall short sometimes. We're going to say something that we didn't want to say sometimes. We're going to do something sometimes. We're going to give that face sometimes. Sometimes that face, huh? A lot of times. You see, God's working on the inside. That despite of what hits our life, we don't have to react in the, in the, in the outside. I can be going through hell. I'm not going to display it because I know who my God is. Yeah, it hurts what they say. Sometimes it's not fair, but you know what? He's in charge. Who am I to dictate to him it's not fair? God can do whatever he wants to do. And he does it for specific reasons too. 
How many know that he knows what's best? And so he's going to do what's best even though it seems unfair. I'm going to stay faithful. Come on, if I don't, I don't get this or this in my life and everybody else is getting blessed, praise God, I should be happy for you. Not mad about it. That's who we are. Sometimes we're just mad at everybody. Oh, man, there's that blessed person again. <laughs> always blessed. You know, always talking, blessings of God, blessings of God. God calls us to be faithful. God calls us to be obedient. God calls us to love our enemies and love your Judas. God calls us to things that are not fair. He calls us to that. Otherwise, we can be like the older brother in Luke that demands justice for those who betrayed us. And be those Christians that say, mercy on me, but justice on them. See, when you do that, it opens an opportunity for the devil to bring down the law. Bring down the law. Pastor, did you see that? Bring down the law. Pastor, you remember that guy that was preaching on Calanite? Did you see him? The very next day, did you see them? Did you see her? Did you see their children? They're devils. <laughs> and he's a leader. Come on, we, we start to look at, start to investigate and start to dig up. Maybe this time he's going to turn his life around. Maybe this time she's turning her life around. Sometimes we're digging dirt for each other. We're in the church and we're here. We're digging dirt and God's moving and all of a sudden, oh, watch, watch. You're going to fall again. Watch, watch, watch. He'll lose that good job that he has got. Watch, watch, watch. I know the signs. Because we're studying people. And we're not studying God. Because if we put our eyes on God, maybe we'll look at people differently. Maybe we'll look through eyes of grace, truth, and love. Instead of just putting out and pointing out the, the wrongs like this older brother was doing. This son of yours. All of a sudden, we're saying the same thing. These people of your church, Pastor. This family of yours in your church, Pastor, they're doing this and doing that. They're not even your brother and sister anymore. They're your, your people. Are you following me? See, we give opportunity to the devil. Once we start to apply law, the devil comes in. Yeah, yeah. Stone him. Stone him! See, some of us maybe have walked in this, house, this church with rocks in our pockets. You don't even know they're there. You got a rock. You're ready to throw it at somebody. Oh, yeah. Mm. Got one for you. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. We're watching everybody. Come on. Instead of worship, you're watching everyone. Like, okay, okay. Mm. 
checking everybody out. We get too caught up, church. Because I'm here to let you know, life's not fair. Just trust God, love God. And don't worry about what's fair, what's not. Just serve Him. Man, I'm just putting my eyes on Jesus. I'm aligning. Our, our conference is about alignment. We need to just align our lives to God and just do what He's telling you to do. Don't worry about brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. Don't worry about that family. Worry about your own family. Worry about the order in your house. Worry about being the priest in your home. Husbands, fathers, wives, come on. Be submissive. Amen. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I was waiting for that one, Pastor. Amen. Submissive. You hear that woman? Submissive. Listen, church. Listen, church. God told the husband first, love your wives. And he says, then he told the wives, submit to your husbands. So husbands, if you love your wife, they have no problem submitting. They'll stand by a confident man. They'll stand while a man that's leading, that's covering their home and being the protector of the home because, man, my man loves me. All right, baby? My man loves me. I have no problem submitting. I have no problem. Not that we can't have your little disagreements. I mean, some good, there's some, I think there's some things called a good fight. That was a good fight, baby, huh? Good fight, yeah. Good one. All right. Let's go. Let's eat. We always celebrate by eating. Hallelujah. Come on. Sometimes we got to voice our opinions, and there's no problem in that, in voicing our opinion on a disagreement or what we, for our kids or whatever it is. That's just part of life, church. As long as you're not arguing where it, can, where, 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 where it leads you to sin. Or it leads you to do something that you're not supposed to do or say something you're not supposed to say. It's aligning ourselves to God. All of us we just worry about you. We can just worry about us and what I need to do. Really? We, we complain about our ministries. You complain about this. You complain about that. That's it. You're focused on everybody else. But just, just do what God told you to do. That's enough alone right there. I don't need to be worrying about if you're doing this or doing that or whatever. I'm just going to focus what I need to do with God's calling me to do. And not cast judgment on anybody else. But we should be praying for everybody else. The war is not in between. It's not between us. Yet. It's not between flesh and blood. Principalities in high places. Amen. They're trying to bring division in our church. Amen. We gotta be praying for one another, seeking for God to move upon one another, praying for God's unity within the church. This is what we need to pray. You abide by the law, then you get the opportunity for the devil, like I said, to bring that law. And when he brings the law, he brings justice with it. He brings in and starts, he brings you to point the finger. Because of what the law is. See, when you want justice, 
for the wrongs that have been done to you, just remember the same law, the same law applies to you. And I'm not here to say to, to do away with the law. Don't misunderstand me here today. I'm going to live by grace. I'm no longer under the law. No, no, no. The law is our guidelines. The guidelines. How many know that we need the law in the land? There's laws in the land. Why? For safety. For protection. We need the law. We need the law in our lives. But grace is there to help us. Grace is the righteousness of God. Come on, the law says is you're driving down the line and, and there's a solid line. You can't cross that line, right? In the roads? Yeah, if you cross it, it, it it's really a ticket. But say if somebody came in and there was a child that ran into the street, you're going to react by grace. Not to hit the child, right? But the law says you got to stay on this side, so okay, boom. Sorry. I hope you live following the law. Do you see where grace comes in, church? But the law is needed. Otherwise, people run wild. Come up with their own rules, their own religion, their own everything. The law is needed. Even Jesus said, you know what? In Matthew 5.17, don't you think I... Don't, don't think that I came to destroy the law of the, or the prophets. I come to, not to destroy, but to fulfill. He's come to fulfill the law. What I'm saying, we need to live under grace. We've got to stay under grace, amen. Grace is there to forgive us. It forgives you and I. And we should show that same grace to others by forgiving them as well. And that means you're Judas. That means you're enemy. Church, whatever you offer is what's going to be back offered back unto you. It says, do unto others what you want to be done unto you. Come on, do you want to be nice? Be nice. And nice will come back. They'll come back. They will. Is life not fair at times? Yeah. There's going to be some bozos out there. I mean, some, some people, they're not right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bozos. <laughs> Where's Bozo come from, amen? <laughs> hey, man, that's a nice way right there, Bozo. <laughs> I call you a Bozo as you're a clown, you know. It's, <laughs> they're just clowning out there, man. But, but we've got, we got we to show that. If you want mercy, you give mercy. You want grace for times in your life? Show grace to those that are falling and going through a hard time. They'll come back to you in time of need. Because let me tell you, you're going to need grace. I'm going to need grace. We're always going to need grace. And the more I can sow showing grace, I'm just storing stuff for me, for my, for my failures down the road. Not that I'm setting up, not that I'm planning. But the thing is, I'm, I'm going to slip. I'm going to have a bad day. The devil's going to get to me one of these days on, on something that, that, that I'm going to mess up. But I, I know how to get a hold of grace. I know how to get on my knees. I know what I need to do. If King David fell, I mean, who, what thinks that we're not going to fall? Here's a man after God's own heart. 
but he knew how to repent. He knew where to seek grace. So as we practice that, we're reminded of what we need to do as well. Just like this younger son who says, man, came to my senses. What am I doing? I messed up. I've sinned. Those are his words. I've sinned against God Almighty and against my father. I'm going back home. I'm going back home. Let's choose to live under grace. Can somebody say amen. Come on. And allow the love of God to flow in our lives. If we operate, listen, under grace, if we operate under that church, it will help us and teach us how to be still in God. It will. You won't, you won't shout out, life's not fair. We all deal with disappointments in life, church. Right? Come on, we all face disappointments. We're still going to face some disappointments. We even said it in this life, you're going to face troubles, persecution. All this kind of stuff is going to hit our lives. But he says, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world with grace. God's there to help us through our situations, church. Amen? Come on, take inventory within our lives. Say, man, do I operate in grace? Or do I always bring the law? We can, we can point to each other's people and always point to wrongs in their lives. I says, that's not what I told you to do. There's only one judge. There's only one judge. Amen. We're here to show grace. Amen? Let's all stand up.